thankful this morning for the amazing grace of God. Brought us all here today. I uh, I could just as easily have uh, let those brothers ahead of me and sisters ahead of me preach, and I'll back them up 100%. I'm thankful for the way the Lord works. As for God, it says his way is perfect. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I'm not immune to nerves at all. Um, but, you know, God is enough. <laughs> he is all that we need. What a camp meeting this has been. And it's not over yet. As Gene said yesterday, this is sort of the beginning of a feast meeting weekend today. We've got three meetings today. So we're right in the middle of a beginning of a feast meeting. So we're in good shape. Um, I, the... the, the um, if they had asked me to preach about Tuesday, I would have had a different subject. And then if they would have asked me to preach about Thursday, I think I would have had a different subject. And y'all know what I'm talking about because you just start to read and then you start working. And then Brother Matt got up and read some scripture that I had turned down. So we're, we're depending on God this morning. It, said, uh, it says in one place, somebody read earlier this week, that in that very hour, he shall give you what to say. So we're, we're counting on that this morning. And I'm, uh, But the, as, as the camp meeting has gone on, um, we sing the song, The Hand of God in All of My Life I See. Um, and wow, you can just see, can you not, the hand of God as it has moved from the very first Saturday night when Brian preached and we had an altar full of people that were turning their lives over to God. You can see the hand of God. And I have been a certain amazement. And I, I said the other, uh, in altar service the other day, I, I'm not exactly sure why I'm constantly amazed at the way the Lord works with us and who we are and comes to right where we need to be and deals with us on the level that we need. I found out after church last night that someone who maybe is a little bit shyer was in their cabin and they were listening to Gary preach last night and they began to cry and began to pray and the Lord forgave them in their cabin. Well, God comes to wherever we are. And yes, this is a structure, and we feel pretty comfortable, I think, most of us in this structure that we have. But if, if we're outside the bounds of that structure, God works there, too. And so that is the hand of God. And the, 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 the overwhelming thought that I've had this week, and it seems like to me, through everything, every sermon, is that God is faithful. The very common verse, I think, that we a lot of us know is that is in Corinthians, I think it is, there hath no temptation taken you. And we take comfort in that because it, it, it tells us that we are not ab- abnormal, that we are normal, that we are, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common, I think you read that in your sermon, that, that such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with every temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. And the, 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 the message in that verse is that whatever you are going through is not unique. Because the devil has, I think, his greatest trick, and I know you all can back me up on this, is to say that you're unique and nobody understands where you are. And you're different from those people, whoever those people may be. You're different from those people. And to pull the sheep away from the flock... And then the wolf can get the sheep. But I want to tell you this morning that the devil is, the scripture says that he is a liar and the father of it. So we need to recognize that in our life. And I think sometimes, as Brother Rush talked, uh, uh, we need to take the word of God. He's given us the word of God. 
we are we sing a song we're standing on the promises that cannot fail when the howling storms of doubt and fear assail but by the living word of god we shall prevail that's what we're standing on this is not a shaky foundation the words of god are true and that's what we stand on and so we need to take the word of god in our life and put it on you like a coat that you wear everywhere you go and when you go to your job you better act like a holy sanctified man or woman and when you go home to your family and to your children you better act like a holy sanctified man or woman because the word of god must instruct us in all things it is the bedrock it is the basis it is what we go back to and so uh you know in this crazy political world we live in and don't worry I'm not getting into politics but the crazy political world we live in it seems like that a lot of groups on both sides of the aisle want to grab this in the scriptures and grab that in the scriptures and maybe say well this is true according to this and this is true according to that and I I would I would submit to you that if you really read the scriptures both sides of the aisle are supported right here so let's try not to be too worried about the winds of polit- politics wherever they may be but let us follow the word of god if we follow the word of god you'll never go wrong uh, i uh, god is god is faithful every time and in every situation the, the, when brother steve preached for us uh, on thursday night about the story of joseph it's one of my favorite stories in the bible love the story of joseph because so it seems like so often that we have stories in the bible where people came through well joseph didn't just come through a trial. He was at the top of his father's house. He was his favorite son. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this at all. He was the favorite in his father's house and he went from there into a pit all the way to the bottom. And he was in a pit and he could have said, "God, where are you? I don't see you in this pit." But you know what? God was working just right there because he needed Joseph in the land of Egypt. He needed Joseph to save his people. He loved his people, and so he took him from that pit, and it just so happened that Potiphar bought him from slavery. And he went from the pit, and I don't know what kind of I guess he didn't have a lot to eat or a lot to and he went from the pit all the way to the top of Potiphar's house. And he was I don't know, he was at the uh, Potiphar was one of the king's guards and I you know, he went all the way to the top. And then, as Brother Steve shared with us, you know, uh, Satan began to work. And, well, really, to be honest with you, I, 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 I don't think Satan began to work. I think Satan maybe thought he began to work. The story You read the story of Jesus, and he gave himself for that. Potiphar, he needed to go from Potiphar's house. God had a job for him to do in the dungeon. It said uh, he was one of, I think, I think it said he was one of the king's prisoners. So it was the king's prison. It was. And, and so God needed him in the dungeon. He had a job for him to do. And so he went from the very top. You know, I think sometimes, I said this the other day, when you come out of poverty, you see these people come out of poverty and they have a really hard upbringing and they, you know, struggle and struggle and struggle. That's one thing. And, that, and, and the fact that they can overcome, that's one thing. But when you go from the top, it's hard to go down, isn't it? But he went all the way to the dungeon because John... Because God had a job for him to do. And in the dungeon, he was still faithful. Joseph didn't begin to question. He didn't waver in his faith. But he served God. And I think that's the message that we have 
in this life, and I, I don't even know what I was going to talk about judgment this morning, but that's the message that we have, is that wherever you are, we've already established that God is faithful. He's got it. He's not moving. He's not changing. The thing that he says tomorrow is not going to be different than what he says today. God is faithful. It says over here, Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shall swear by his name. This is the sixth chapter of Deuteronomy. Ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are round about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. Ye shall not tempt the Lord your God. Ye shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and his statutes which he have commanded you. Now, we can all agree that's the word of God, right? But sometimes, as, as Gary mentioned to me yesterday, theory is a little different than reality, right? That's, that's, that's the word of God. But Joseph, when he was thrown down into that dungeon, he continued to serve God. What a lesson that is for me, because it, in every storm, we... we like sometimes when we get into a storm, it feels like to me that we can't see beyond the storm. But maybe the storm is what God has ordered. I think sometimes I, I want to pray. I want But the scripture is rife with passages that talk about um, being joyful in tribulation. Most gladly, therefore, Paul said, will I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And I think that's a, that's a hard thing to do. But God has commanded us from the beginning to not go after other gods, gods of the people. For the Lord your God is a jealous God and of the gods of the people which are round about you. And I don't know about y'all, but I think that's one of the biggest dangers that we have. We look around and we see other people and we see maybe they're, they're gods, really. There's not another word for it. We see their gods. We see their money and their success and their things. And the world is filled with bright, shiny objects. And we look at that, and, and we're not immune, are we not? We're not immune to saying, I kinda, that's, that's nice, I, I like that. But let us, uh, as Brother Matt read that verse, let us provoke one another to love and to good works, because that's where it's found. You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and his statutes, which he hath commanded you. And in the seventh chapter, for thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. Thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth. So I want to tell you, if the devil tells you whatever you have is not enough, it's a lie. It is a lie. Don't listen to it. It's a lie. God has... Everything we need. One of my favorite verses, and I feel like I'm accused of loving this verse, and I'm okay with that. Whereby are given unto us, hang on, let me back up. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of our God and Jesus Christ our Lord, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. There is nothing else that we need. We don't need to go out into the world and begin to search for other things. But God is faithful because he loves his people. We are the people of God. If you're sanctified, you're the people of God. God has provided all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue. 
whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these promises ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. He's given us everything we need. We don't have to go anywhere else except at the feet of Jesus. As, as Matt said, I want to be around you people. I can't for the life of me understand people who leave camp meeting early. I don't want to miss a second of this. This is, this is, this is a little bit of heaven, as Brother Jay said so beautifully the other night. If heaven was a place on earth, people would be saving up money to go there on vacation. That deserves to be repeated. We, if this is a little tiny slice of heaven, he's given us all of this. I frankly, I don't have a chaw. I don't really want to go back to my life and my job. I want to be here. This is great. I, I, wow, isn't it been awesome this whole week? And we got people standing up here who weren't, who weren't sanctified last week. How about that? It's wonderful. I just, I can't get enough of this. I can't, I can't get enough of this. Now, I realize I do have to go home. And praise God, he's blessed my life at home. I have no complaints. But God is faithful to us. And I think the message that I have that I want to bring home to my crowd is that God wants us to be faithful. And I said it the other day in, in altar service, but every time we are faithful, God works. That's all he's asking for us to be, is faithful. He doesn't ask us to do anything we can't do. He just equips us with whatever he needs us to do. Because if we depend on us, then we're, we're going to fail. But when we depend on God, his way is perfect. Everything we have, we need, and all he is asking is for you and I to be faithful. Now, that's a big thing. That's not a small thing. I, I, I don't have the time, we, but you can go over there and, and, and Luke and read the scripture about he that is faithful in the least of these is faithful also in much. And he that is not faithful in the least of these. So God is asking for you and I to be faithful. And this is, you know, we're going to go home tomorrow or whenever y'all go home. Some of y'all live here and y'all get to enjoy this longer than I do. But when you go home, be faithful. I have long loved the verse in the scripture that says it is required of a steward that he be found faithful. And I've all held on to that for a long time. And I'm still hanging on to it. Because you don't need any special talents. You just need to be faithful. You don't need any amazing abilities. You just need to be faithful. And I sat, sat with my son this week, and I said, every good thing in my life comes from God. Everything. The scripture said that he's given unto us all things. Every good and perfect gift is from above. It doesn't come through your own talents or your own efforts or your own trophies or your own plaques or your whatever that you've got hanging on the wall that you want to put faith on, every good thing comes from God. And you know why he gives those those good things? He gives them to us so that they are a testimony to everybody you come in contact with. 
That's why he gives us these things. It's not necessarily that he does love us. He, he set his love upon us. But he gives it to us so that they are a testimony. The reason that I have an amazing marriage that's almost 26 years in to an amazing woman, thank you, is because of God. It's not because of anything that I did. It's not because I'm an amazing person. It's because I founded that marriage on God, that we founded that marriage on God. And then there's a blessing. So be faithful to your spouses. And I'm not talking about just in the bedroom. Be faithful in your spouses. When you come home from work, treat them like a godly, holy, sanctified person. Don't treat them bad. Don't treat them. Don't take your anger or your stress or your everything out on them, but treat them as God made them. Be faithful to your spouses. And you know what? That will be a light to your children. I'm standing on that one today. I told Grant the other day, and I don't know if he's watching, but I told him, I said, do you think our marriage is normal? This is not normal. 26 years in, people are talking. Y'all have never heard me talk bad about my spouse. I promise you haven't. Because I don't. Because that's what God gave me. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about what God did. Be faithful to your spouse. Amen. Do the right thing. Be faithful to your job. Right? Now I know we, 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 you know, jobs sometimes what we got to do, right? Sometimes we love it and sometimes we just got to do it. But you know, God's calling for us to be faithful. 20, 30, probably 30 years ago. Brother Chris Cosby said something to me I've never forgotten. I doubt he even remembers. Uh, We were teenagers at the time. I've never forgotten this. He said, you know, Kenneth, if everybody worked really, really hard, the whole world would be a better place. I've never forgotten that. I doubt he remembers it. Be faithful to your job. Because when you are faithful to your job, whatever it is, it's a little different. When you don't slack off on your job, it's a little different. It's a testimony of God. Be faithful to your church. Y'all good with that? I know there's a lot of people that are what they call antisocial, and I'm okay with that. I think God made us all, and he understands you. He understands where you are. He made you. He created you, and he can deal with that too. So don't worry about that. Just be faithful to your church. Everybody is not comfortable. I'm not either. Uh, Comfortable in the pulpit. That's okay. Uh, But go to your church, wherever your church is. Attend your church. When the doors are open, be there. How? Y'all know, and I maybe I'm. Y'all are all here on the last Saturday, so now I'm saying this is the wrong people. But <laughs> um, be faithful to your church because we need it. We need it, and I, I I say that. I mean, you know, I need it here in Chesapeake, and I know I know we're blessed in Chesapeake. We got a large crowd, and I know that every crowd is not that large. But boy, do we not appreciate those who are there when the doors are open, just faithful. Every time we have some people who come in every, I know y'all do it in your home crowds too. We have some people who come to church every time that the doors are open and they sit down and we don't hear from them very often at all. And you know what? I really appreciate it. It is appreciated. So I want to tell you, if the devil is telling you that you have no part 
in the body of Christ, he's lying to you. Don't believe the lie of the devil. Go to church and be faithful. And I want to tell you, if you are faithful to your church, that also encompasses the faithfulness to your children and to your wife and to your family. I told somebody here at an altar, I said, you need to go home and you need to be at church every time the doors are open. Be faithful. And they said, well, I live a long way from church. And I said, then it's going to take a greater sacrifice for you. But go to church and be faithful to your church. Because you know what? God needs you. We need you. The Word of God needs you. Your, your, your congregation needs you. So be faithful to your church. God is faithful, is He not? So be faithful to God. And I thought about as Matt was talking about all of those things that affected Noah. All little tiny things. And one of those things is that Matt and Stephanie have been faithful. They're at church. And he sees that. And your children, okay, maybe I can only talk about my my children. My children are smarter than I give them credit for when they're small. They notice what is important to you. And when you come home from work and you say, I'm tired, and we are, and I choose not to go to church... Your children see that, and do you know what they hear? They hear, church is not important to mom and dad. That's what they hear. Now, that may not be the message that you want to send them, but that's what they're hearing. And when you go home and you say, I know I'm, <laughs> I'm beat. Today was a hard day. I've had a tough day. And I'm going to church because church is church night, and that's what we do. We go to church on church night. Your children hear church is really important to dad and mom. Like, this is not an option. And you grow up thinking, I grew up thinking church wasn't an option, believe me. We went to church. That's just what we did. And I grew up, that's the way I grew up. And, and I think a large reason I'm sanctified today is because I grew up thinking that this was not an option, that this is just where I wanted to be. And it created and instilled in me a love for church and a love for God's people and a love for all of this kind of stuff. I, you know, be faithful in your parenthood. I don't have enough time to spend on all this stuff. But be faithful to your children. And just look, I, I don't have a clue of what to do as a parent on quite a few more occasions than I care to admit. There are situations that you have in your family with your children where you just don't know. And I don't think I'm alone. Can I get an amen on that? I don't think that's I'm alone in that. I'm just like, here's a situation, and I don't know. Go to God. Just go to God. Go to the Word of God. See what the Word of God says, and just be faithful in that. And I, I um, let me just tell you this, and I, I'll leave you with this. I, I, I've intended a few. Uh, all right, I'll just leave you with this. This is the book of Joshua. It's the first chapter of the book of Joshua, and I'm going to push this analogy kind of hard here. Moses was dead, and I'm just going to say, this is the last Saturday camp meeting. I'm pushing this. Y'all work with me. Moses, my servant, is dead. This is good instructions for us to go home with. Now, therefore, arise. Get up. Get up. Go to work. Moses is dead. We We sang the songs, the songs about our forefathers that have gone on before us and we can sit around and, and I miss them so bad and as Gary was preaching last night about heaven I have people in heaven I want to go see 
I do. I miss them. But I'm here today, and God is requiring me to be faithful today. They were faithful in their day, and God is requiring you and I to be faithful today. Arise, get up, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give unto them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given you, saith Moses, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even into the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, or the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not be any man able to stand before thee. You got something you're going home to that you're a little bit worried about? You're a little bit concerned about? You're not quite sure about what's going to happen when you get home or not quite sure what's going to happen? There shall not be any man able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Everything we need, God has provided. Only be strong and of a good courage. So it may be difficult. It may take some time. But just be courageous. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Let me tell you, God has prepared unto us the promised land. He's given it to us. We've got it right here. And it's not a physical land. It's not a physical place, but it is a land of promise where we can live and be happy and peaceful. And if we're in the dungeon like Joseph, it's okay because maybe that's where God put us. Maybe that's where God wants you to work. Be faithful because in the end, God was able to save his people through the actions of Joseph. And it wasn't just that Joseph, it was that he continued to be faithful. What would have happened to that story if in the dungeon, Moses, uh, Joseph said, well, I, I, I guess God's gone. I, I don't know. I guess I'll turn home and go home. I, I, I don't have anything to do. But he was faithful, and that's why he was the Savior, is because he was faithful. The story, somebody read the story earlier this week about Peter. Uh, when he, when he, uh, when the disciples, Jesus went up into the mountain to pray, and the disciples went out into the, to the sea, and the, it, I think it says the wind was contrary. Y'all ever been in a contrary wind? I'm not talking about on a boat. I'm not a seaman, but, uh, but you ever been in a wind that was contrary, tossing your boat to and fro? You don't know what to do. And there Jesus came, walking on the water to him. And Peter said, bid me come. And Jesus said, come. And he stepped out of the boat, and he was walking on water. He was in the middle of a miracle. He was in the middle of a miracle. Nobody's done that before. And in the middle of the miracle, he began to look around and say, oh, dear, what in the world's going on? I'm sick. I can't walk on water. But that wasn't the message. Jesus was enough for him right then. It had nothing to do with his circumstances. It had nothing to do with where he was. He was in the middle of a miracle. Folks, you're, if you're sanctified, you're in the middle of a miracle right now. It's not your circumstances that define who you are because we're dependent on God, and God is faithful. Every time God is faithful, he is enough. We don't need anything else. We don't need to go to the world. They don't have anything. All they have is ashes and dust. But God's faithful every time, and I want to be with God's people. So when you go home, be faithful. Everywhere, in every place, be faithful. God is enough. 
We don't need any, we don't need anything else. He's given us to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We don't need anything else. And let me tell you, it's not it's not loaves and fishes either, is it? He's prepared a buffet for us. Man, it's got the food spread out. We're not uh, we're not uh, wow we're not hungry, are we? We're fat as they said. We're fat and happy. It's, it's, it's Saturday. We're fat and happy. We, and that's the way it can be in your life. And I don't know. I don't know about your circumstances. I feel like my circumstances are great. I do. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm looking at it through rose-colored glasses because my circumstances. But I'll tell you one thing. The scripture is full of examples of people who are in a whole lot worse circumstances than wherever you are. And God brought them out. It says in that scripture that I didn't read that he brought his people out with a mighty hand. It wasn't a, a, a shallow halfway hand, but it was a mighty hand. I'm telling you, God is all that you need. And if you have doubts about your soul, God is faithful. Whatever your circumstances are, God is faithful. He is enough. So we're going to stand and go into prayer, but let us all stand.